Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Jeez Dan. Excuse me! Radio What? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me. Yes, little old me on the ones and twos, the digital wheels of steel at your event. I like to party with the people. I like to entertain, be with people. I have the honor of being with people at the best times in their lives, hanging out with their family and friends and sometimes corporate events too. You know, when the boss wants to give you a little kudos, a little thank you for doing such a great job. So yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me be a part of the show. Speaking of a part of the show, she is the show. Coming up on the program today, Ashley Amber. Ah, Who is Ashley Amber? Tra-la-la. Well, you're going to find out more about who she is and how she came to be in your ears in the next few minutes. This week's shows, yes, this is the portion of the program where I would tell you which public shows i'm doing this week and which private shows i'm doing this week but due to the novel covid19 coronavirus i have no private shows no public shows at this time we will get through this we will prevail (laughs) so i get to do a lot of podcasts i get to talk to a lot of people and you know i have the what makes you smarter podcast as well So I get to learn some things. So maybe you could learn some things with me. And without further ado, let's get into it with Ashley Amber. Calling Ashley Amber now. Ashley Amber, please. Yeah, this is her. Oh, my goodness. Have I been excited to talk to you all day long? How are you? And even prefer before that, this has been a long time <laughs> coming. I think we planned this, what, a, about a month ago uh, uh, before all the, the madness happened. Yeah, before all the craziness. My schedule is so booked. So this is the first time that I had available. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, uh, I, I think as entertainers, uh, we're all not booked anymore uh, so much. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty interesting time in the world right now, but uh, we'll bounce back and we'll bounce back stronger. That's true. Well, Ashley Amber, I've been filling my time. This is obviously Keys Dan with the What Makes You Famous podcast. I've been filling my days, my time with talking to interesting people. And one of those interesting people is you, Ashley Amber. I get to chit chat with you. Give the people a little <laughs> idea of who you are, Ashley Amber. Uh, Well, hi, everybody. My name is Ashley Amber, and I am from Thornton, Colorado, and I am a singer. I'm actually a country singer, and uh, I released my first single a few months ago, which has been going amazing, and I'm actually about to release my second single on Thursday, which is my birthday. Hey, Um, happy birthday in advance. Yes. Thank you. That's a great birthday uh, present. 
Yeah, right, right. I'm excited. I'm excited. And um, yeah, uh, you guys can't see me because this is a podcast, but one of the things that kind of makes me different and stand out is the fact that I am a curvy, sassy, black female that rocks a giant mohawk, but loves country music and loves to sing country music. Oh, yeah. I encourage you to check out the pictures. She is gorgeous. <laughs> Miss Photogenic in every way. Absolutely. Oh, I, I have no idea how you keep all that hair in place because I, I had long hair when I was a, a, a wee man, you know, a, a younger a younger fella. Uh, you know, uh, I, I have since had, had to become a, a finer upstanding citizen and cut my hair. No, that's that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> I think people with long hair are wonderful. Now, how do you keep oh, well, all that in place? Is is that all natural? I mean, I mean, what's um, your secret? <laughs> my secret to keep it in the mohawk style is I actually use banana clips. If there's anybody out there from like the 80s, 90s, they know what banana clips are. They're still a thing. Um, so I actually have to put three different banana clips in my hair in order to keep it in the mohawk shape when I'm performing or doing an event or something like that to keep it nice and centered. Yeah. Ashley Amber, I come from the 80s. I'm here to help. Class of 86 <laughs> rules. I'm a 51-year-old man. And I celebrate that proudly. I grew up in the greatest, yes. uh, the greatest decade, you know, and, hey, and I remember, I okay, you're standing on the shoulders of giants. You, you say that, that this, uh, you know, that you singing a, a person uh, of your heritage singing country music is, is different, but Charlie pride, he was the man. He was the, the, the first, uh, African-American that I remember that sang country music and, and really, uh, used that as one of his niches, you know, cause you, you, you figure back then, I mean, country you know you, you find an african-american is it's r&b it's blues it's jazz mm -hmm. you know but then to, to cross over into the country it was uh woo, wow unheard of and absolutely and yeah, here you are all smiles and big personality <laughs> every picture is you popping out of that 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 photograph I, you must be going into uh, to camera lenses just 3d all you know even if it's if it's two-dimensional it just looks like you're coming out of there here i am uh, it's ashley amber everybody i mean yeah. is that what you project uh, yeah to a lot of people yeah <laughs> probably um i'm definitely a, a you know i'm a big personality and uh my my looks definitely uh, helps me to stand out and it's something that um you know i use to, to my advantage for my marketing and um but it's something that i'm just i'm proud of i'm just proud of who i am i'm proud to have you know natural you know afro hair and i'm, I'm proud to be a you know black woman in america right now and i'm proud, proud to be a woman and a woman in country music because you know women are very underrepresented in country they only make up 16 percent of the market and i know you said that you know um charlie he definitely made huge strides for, you know, African-Americans in country music. But, you know, there's only one black female country artist that's currently signed to a major label and it's 2020. So um, being a black woman in country is still, you know, it's groundbreaking. They still, we, you know, there's never been a black female to hit top 40 and beyond. So um, there's still a movement and it's still a big thing. So I'm oh, really excited to be a part of that. You're definitely a groundbreaker. And everybody has to find yeah. their niche to, <laughs> to get in the door. And my goodness, you have gotten in the door. But with your voice, I feel like you could sing anything, any type of music that tickles your fancy. 
I hope that you don't limit yourself to the country genre, even though your first single that I've heard it, I've seen the, the uh, lyric video for it. Uh, go ahead and tell the people what the name of it is. Um, my current single right now is called Almost Love. If you guys get a chance to check it out, it's such a great song. It was actually written by Billy Montana, who's written number one singles for um, Tim McGraw, Jody Messina, Garth Brooks, and is also co-written by the beautiful ladies of Runaway June. And if you are a current country fan right now, you've definitely heard of Runaway June because they have the their big hit song, I Can Buy My Own Drinks. Um, so it's a great song, and it's produced by J- uh, Jamie Tate, who's a Grammy and Emmy award-winning producer. And so it's all Nashville musicians, Nash- Nashville producers, Nashville songwriters. And it's a song about um, reminiscing on, you know, kind of, if you think about maybe a high school love or a summer romance, you know, somebody that you were with and you had an amazing time with, but it maybe just wasn't the right time or you just knew that it was only for that short amount of time and you loved them, but it wasn't going to be anything else. But it's still happy feelings. It's still good reminiscing. And that's what Almost Love is about. When So when you listen to the song, think about that. And it's on Spotify, Apple Music, all major platforms. And just type in Ashley Amber, A-S-H-L-I-E, Amber, Almost Love, and you'll find me there. You better believe it. It's a beautiful song. You just got one more Thank subscriber you. on your YouTube channel. The lyric <laughs> video you. is out there, uh, you know, with your smiling face right up there on the top with your, <laughs> your big hair and your big personality. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. Uh, we, <laughs> Thank I, you so much. I knew this was going to be good. I've heard some of the, uh, a few of the interviews that you've had, some of the videos that you, you have out on your, on your uh, Instagram yeah. and such. And, and you've had other, uh, other, uh, uh, you know, I usually don't, don't uh, do a lot of research for these things because I want them to be very organic. The, the way we, we chit chat and, and I find out more about Ashley Amber and in turn, my listeners are, are finding out more about you, you know, country artist based out of Vegas, Nashville, your new singles coming out. Now, where were you, where are you from? Are you from Vegas? No, I'm, I'm, I'm from Thornton, Colorado. So there Thornton is the suburb of Denver. Yes. So, um, and if anybody's never been to Colorado, definitely go. It's an amazing place. Um, and yeah, that's why I grew up listening to pop country and top 40. So that's why I love country music so much and just music in general. I listen to everybody. I, I don't discriminate when it comes to music. Well, you did mention that you were from Colorado in the beginning. I forgive me yeah. for, for forgetting. That's it was, okay. it was almost like six minutes ago, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. but that's how things go. Ashley Amber, I'm trying yeah. to, t- trying to stay connected, stay focused, stay in the now as we d- discover and, and dig into uh, how Ashley Amber became Ashley Amber. Then you're from uh, a suburb of, of Denver, the, the mile high city. Uh, you know, how do you feel? Uh, living less than a mile high or how was it growing up a mile uh, above sea level uh, were you good at breathing uh, no did it help your breathing techniques <laughs> um actually yeah you know it's funny um you know a lot of olympic athletes and they train in colorado springs uh because the altitude is so high so yeah it was definitely an advantage uh they say if you can play sports or you can sing in colorado you can basically sing anywhere the only problem is is once you leave Colorado for a long period of time and then go back, it's extremely difficult. Um, I went away and was traveling the world and was gone for years. And I went back to Colorado and tried to perform. And I was like, why is it so dry? And why is it so hard to breathe here? What is happening? 
And because the altitude, it really does make a difference. I mean, come on, there's special instructions on how to bake a cake because the altitude is so high there. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get some calls from the people in Colorado. I've spent some time in, <laughs> in Vail and uh, Aspen. And uh, is, is, there, is it Silver Springs? Is there a Silver Springs there? I, I know yeah. I've, I've done several trips to Colorado. Oh, I, I've even done some parties in Golden, uh, College yeah. Town. Uh, you know, yeah. definitely uh, done some some parties out there DJing. Uh, you know, it's Colorado is very familiar to me. It's a it's a free state. It's a it's a very advanced state as far as they're 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 taking care of their uh, you know free thinking. You know how yeah. is that yeah. something you felt growing up in Colorado? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I feel very fortunate to have grown up in Colorado. Um, I got to experience. Um, both, you know, sides of my heritage because I'm actually mixed. Uh, my mom is white and my dad was black. And um, so I got to experience kind of the best of both worlds. And um, even though I grew up in the suburbs, you know, um, we still played sports uh, with, uh, you know, the the more diverse schools in, in the district. And um, also my family in Southern California um, is, predominantly black. So, you know, I just kind of got the best of everything growing up and, and Colorado was, was very welcoming and they're very accepting and nobody cares. They just, they're just happy people. Um, you know, just like anywhere else. I like that Good a lot. Yeah. People <laughs> are people. I'm from Miami myself people. and I think I have a first cousin who is black as night. So I, I you know, I'm half Cuban. So I know that somewhere in the Caribbean, I, I must have some Afro-American in there somewhere or some Afro uh, in, in there probably. somewhere. And, and I love yeah, it. Probably. You know, yeah. the life in Miami, it, you know, it, it's a melting pot. There's so many different cultures mm-hmm. and, and people loving people. You know, it doesn't matter where you're from, you know, where you, what your background is. Now you say, well, I mean, we could dig a little bit into the cultures of your, of your mom and dad. What did you learn from mom? And then what did you learn from dad? I just learned to be proud. Um, you know, when my parents got together, it, it was at a time where it still was kind of frowned upon to be in an interracial marriage and, and have kids and things like that. So I just learned to love everybody and to just accept people for who they are because at the end of the day, we all have feelings. We're all going through our own personal struggles. We all have goals and everybody has hardships. So it's, and that's, one of the things I learned from my parents is that they loved each other regardless of what people told them they should do. And um, that's something that we grew up with. And that's something that I value very much. And I'm very, very thankful for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you. <laughs> OK, racism is definitely taught because I, I grew up in, in Catholic school. And at least until probably sixth grade, I, I went to Catholic school. I didn't know black from white. I, I didn't know brown from red, from green, from yellow, from whatever. You know, people were people. We we got along, and it was just to to have that growing up. It had to be so so good for your your spirits. You know, to to have to to know that people are people. And yeah, I guess there was a time when it was illegal at one point for the races to mix. Is that, I mean, what, when did your parents get married? Do you remember? Or do you, did you know? Um, my parents married, uh, in the late seventies. Um, because my older brother was born in 1980. Um, so yeah, they got married in the late seventies, which, um, at that time, 
obviously, you know, things are fine, but, um, you know, people were more open, but, um, you know, the civil rights movement was in, in 1955. So if you think about it, it was only 20 years. My dad was born in 1954. So, um, if you really think about it, it was, it was still at a time where it was, it was new and, uh, not everybody was accepting, especially depending on where you were from. So, um, again, I'm just thankful that they fell in love and thankful that they didn't care and they chose to be together and chose to raise us with those same beliefs that you just love who you love. And as long as people are kind and you're kind to them, that is what matters the most. Oh, I'm glad they got together, too, because without them, they wouldn't have an Ashley Amber in our lives. We wouldn't have you, uh, the amazing Ashley Amber. Just fantastic. And you say you have, you, very much. You, you have an older brother. How much older? Um, my older brother is, is quite a few years older than me. If I tell him my exact age, then I'll age myself because I told him the year. You know what's <laughs> funny? You, you know what's funny is I was very vain until I turned 50. I turned 50 last year. I'm 51 now. And until I was 50, because I was in, in the entertainment business, being the DJ and, and, you know, being out there in the, in the world and, and having to worry about those things. But then when I turned 50, I think a switch hit in my brain and said, you know what? I'm 50. I own this. You know, I can stretch. I can kick. (laughs) I stretch. I'm 50, which is an old uh, Molly Shannon uh, routine from SNL. But that's another story. No, you know, okay. Yes. You've, you've told, okay, you have an older brother. He's somewhat older. Was he very protective of you? How's your relationship with the bro? And what does he do? I have um, I have an older brother. I have an older sister, and I have a twin brother. Actually, what? So there's there's four of us total. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of you around there. Uh, you know, you could <laughs> brag on the on the siblings. I, and, well, yeah. brag brag on the mom and dad first. I mean, what um, what did they do for a living, and and how you know what 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 essentially? I mean, besides the the uh, love everybody, love you know, love the people. Doesn't matter who you fall in love with, you know. What did they teach you uh, by by way of their work ethic? What did they do for a living? Uh, well, the great thing is, is they had nothing to do with music. Okay, <laughs> I'm the only one in my immediate family that has uh, that pursues music and is you know, music is my entire life. And uh, my mom, she I actually technically don't know what her job title is because it's a technical <laughs> thing, but basically she builds networks for like major companies. And make sure they run properly. So she's a, she works for AT&T and she's in like the office and management and like some big companies like Kraft and like Disney who run on networks. She's the person that makes sure that they run properly. Uh And um, my dad, um, my dad passed away when I was 12. Um, But um, he, he did construction. He, he worked for the union. So he was uh, very much with his, with uh, worked with his hands and um, very strong and um, uh, and yeah so that's what my parents did and we were very active in the sports actually as kids and a very sports family. My dad coached us for like basketball and for soccer and um, that's what we did on the weekends. We were always gone either watching my older brother and sister play um, basketball or soccer or my twin and I. We would be in you know playing soccer or basketball so we were very active in the sports it wasn't until after my dad passed away that i actually started to pursue music and i uh music became my outlet 
um, for grieving. And, and that's kind of how I started my journey as a singer and which has led me, you know, to where I am today. Wow, Ashley Amber. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you've, you've spelled it out there. Yes, they, you, you blew my theory. I, I always find that <laughs> I've talked to a lot of artists and, and music is in the blood, but none of the people in your family are in, in music at all, not even a, a musical instrument or singing or any uh, talent of that sort. Your mom is a very technical person and your dad was a very hands person. So you had the best of both worlds in that respect. You could have gone so much different, but you know, hey, uh, yes, your dad passed away. And through that pain, you found creativity. That happens so much. Ashley yeah. Amber, learning a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you know, uh, I mean, technically, we, we are, as kids, we're supposed to bury our parents. I mean, that's how the rule right. goes. But, um, you know, a 12 year old kid, right. you know, shouldn't have to go through that. You know, the goal is to hopefully that we get to parents bury our parents when we're older and we've got to enjoy them and they've walked us down the aisle and we've cried on their shoulders and they helped us, you know, make help us through our bad decisions and our good decisions and all of those things. But, you know, unfortunately that just wasn't um, how life worked for us. But um, it's up to it's up to us and you as an individual to decide how something like that is going to affect you and how you're going to move forward in life. And I just chose to use it as my, as my, as my grounding, as my strength and as my, um, my will, you know, to do what I do is because I want to continue to make him proud. Well, Ashley Amber, I'm so thankful for it. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it, it could have gone a different way. And yes, uh, to lose a parent at such a young age. I mean, we're, we're, we're told that, that kids are, are made of rubber. Kids are resilient. Uh, and, yeah. and thankfully, you found some resilience. But who filled that void? I mean, mom had to take the, the role of mom uh, and dad, uh, you know, and, and maybe your older siblings, perhaps. So, absolutely. I, I, my, my mom, um, I don't know how she did it. She had to finish raising four kids all of her own. Um, and uh, she was just, she's, you know, by far the strongest woman I know. And I don't know how she did it, but whenever I needed new basketball shoes, I got new basketball shoes. And then sure enough, I would need new basketball shoes and then, you know, get to school and the team decides, hey, we're going to have matching team shoes. So then I'm like, mom, I need another pair of new basketball shoes. So sorry. Um, and she came to all my choir concerts. And honestly, I, I, I don't know how she did it. I mean, I remember her driving me all the way to Las Vegas when I was 17 to audition for American Idol, you know, she, she was just always so supportive. And um, she, she did what, I guess what moms do and what parents do. They, they step up and, you know, they make sure that they provide, you know, for their kids. And, and that's why I'm so determined. And my work ethic is because I saw it firsthand from my mom. And so I love her and she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got it from mom. You definitely got yeah. your strength. From mom, you mentioned the Runaway June song. I, I don't, you know, I don't need a man to buy me a drink. Uh, the the yeah. empowerment, you, you know, if if people don't think that women rule the world, you do, you do, you have all the power. You, you know, it, it, it it's always been said that oh, men rule the world. No, no, the women turns the men. I think there was a the big fat Greek wedding. Uh, I don't know why this is coming in my head. Yes, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck and can turn him 
any way she wants. <laughs> <laughs> and you you can use that. I mean, that's something that that uh, that you learn from from your mom that that she had the strength to raise four children. I mean, you could uh, brag on uh, brag on the on the uh, on on the other kids, your, your older brothers and sisters, and the twin. Wow, uh, you know how is it growing up as a twin? Uh, expound, Ashley Amber. Expound. Yeah, you know, growing up as a twin, I think it might have been different had I, you know, me and my twin were maybe identical. Okay. But having a twin brother, I think uh, we were just so different people. Um, we're we're very opposite, uh, and uh, you know, we used, my mom used to dress us in matching outfits, and you know, we always had somebody to walk to school together but we don't get into a lot of trouble um and i was kind of i was i I used to pick on him a lot so we would always be getting into trouble and uh but um you know what i remember one time as kids in middle school for some reason you know they go by alphabetical order sometimes how they assign you to classrooms and somehow we got put in the same core classes and we had like four classes together and that did not work out for very long. Actually, within a few weeks, they separate us, and they they separated us and moved us into different um, core classrooms. But um, because we were just, I'm very competitive, and anybody who knows me, my friends, my family knows that I like to be the best that I can be, and I'm very competitive, and I want to be like, oh, that's cool. You got an A. Well, I got an A. So. Um, Growing up with a twin, it was very competitive, I guess you can say, in that way, which is, again, kind of how I turned out, how I am now. So um, it, was, it was fun, and my siblings are very supportive in what I do, and they're all doing their own thing, and they are absolutely crushing it. And, you know, I'm actually an auntie as well, so I'm very <laughs> proud of that and having some uh, my niece and my two nephews. So, um, so yeah, it's just, it's great to have, um, be a part of, of four kids and then to have the family grow and grow now that there's nieces and nephews and my mom is now a grandma. So it's, it's really cool. And I'm very proud of my family and I'm very proud of where I come from. So. Oh, Ashley Amber, if you're going to do it, do it right. Do, do it to the best that, that you can do. Mike, you're giving people gems. If you, you know, <laughs> strive to be the best at whatever you do. I mean, thankfully you have a job. Hopefully that's, that's, uh, it's, it's starting, you know, it's a job that you love and you, you will always love and you'll never have to work a day again. But one thing out of that story that, that, uh, kind of tinged a memory in my head is sitting in alphabetical order. Now, my name is Daniel Gilson uh, from, uh, you know, Western High School in Davie, Florida. And that's when I, I went to school. But in middle school and, and high school, I, I, I remember I was put in alphabetical order and I sat ne- uh, behind Danielle Gilliland and I had such a crush on her. So sitting behind people, right? <laughs> you made me think I about Danielle that. Gilliland. <laughs> I love oh, that. Sweet. And funny, oh, that's what you. Well, that's what your song's about. That's where yeah. I was going, man. Was you you beat me to the punch <laughs> on that one. The transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a song that you had a part in writing, and or you had helpers writing as well. You, you, um, so basically, what happened is, um, I met my now manager who saw me perform, and which is absolutely blown away. And he's like, "Hey, I would love to work with an artist like you." And I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds great, but I kind of have this going on, so now is not the right time. 
And he's like, well, you know, give me your, here's my contact information. Let's stay in touch. And, you know, he's like, I've worked with this people and this people and this people. And he's, he's a country art artist. And um, I was like, I didn't believe him at first. I was like, whatever. I was like, he's not even real. And um, he's like, yeah. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And he was naming all these country people. And I was like, oh, it's funny. I've always wanted to be the Beyonce of country. He's like, hey, that's a great idea. And he gave me his card. And I kind of didn't think anything of it. I was like, ah, he's just blowing smoke. Like, whatever. And then later that night, I went and Googled him. And I was like, oh, my goodness. He's a legitimate person. And he really was a country artist. And oh, my gosh. And so we just kept in touch for two years. And then one day, I just called him up. And uh, almost a year, uh, just a little over a year ago right now, I called him up and I was like, hey. Like, remember when I said I wanted to be the Beyonce of country? I was like, I was dead serious, and I'm ready right now for that journey. And he said, all right, I'm all in. And then he made a couple phone calls, and Jamie um, Tate, he responded, and um, was like, I want to meet her. And then two weeks later, I flew out to Nashville, met with him, and then right there on the spot, he was like, let's do it. And then a couple months later, once my schedule was free, because I was so booked from performing, um, I went and recorded Almost Love. That was the very first song that I recorded. It was the very first song I was pitched. And um, and that's how it happened. So Dawn and Jamie got all these talented people and was like, hey, we got this amazing artist. We need hit songs for her. And, you know, they, they sent me their stuff. And I pick songs that I can relate to and that I fell in love with and that as if I wrote it myself so that's why I picked Almost Love and uh, and I love it it's, it's such a great song well yeah. Ash, Ashley Amber once again you're giving people gems to be apprehensive <laughs> of someone that hands you their card and says I'm going to make you a star baby a star well, you know yeah. you, you imagine the people in the past just a mere 20 years ago who did not have Google the, the uh, ability to quickly find out everything about everybody at any time with the computer that's in your pocket all the time. Uh, you know, you yeah. were able to do that. Somebody would have had to maybe look their number up in the yellow pages, maybe call some friends, maybe find out that, you know, that a lot of uh, musicians, artists have signed on with people and have been given a raw deal, so to speak. Uh, you know, yeah. you were very wise to, to check things out before you sign that dotted line. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I'm, I'm kind of a researcher and I like to make sure I know what I'm getting into. And I'm very much on the business side of things and very active with everything that's going on. And um, and yeah, sorry, I just, I looked him up and he was legitimate and I made the phone call and we had already developed, uh, you know, some sort of a, you know, like a acquainted type relationship, you know, through social media and things like that. And, um, it turned out to be the best phone call I ever made. So, um, and, and now I've, I've, you know, my life is in a, in a, in moving in a direction that I've been dreaming about since I was a kid. And so I'm just really excited and really blessed. And, you know, the fact that Almost Love has, you know, with no marketing has already hit over 50,000 streams on Spotify and it's already had its, you know, debut on, you know, the radio and, you know, I'm releasing my second song and, you know, I have major labels that are interested in meeting with me. Um, it's just really, really, really exciting. And I'm just so thankful and so blessed to be able to um, 
kind of be the front runner in um, a movement for women and a movement for women of color within country music. It has to feel so good to put something out there and to have people respond to it with such you know gratitude and and excitement. But you did allude to it was a a dream since you were a little girl. Uh, let's go back. When did you first start singing in front of people? When I was six years old, um, anybody, I've, I've told this story before. It's actually, Tell it all the time. I want to hear it. So, um, I started thinking when I was six. I was in the car with my mom and dad in the back seat, and the radio was on. And I was just singing along, living my best life. And um, if there's any, like, 90, you know, army fans that are listening to this podcast, um, they probably remember the song. It went a little like, uh, hey. Mr. DJ, we can get this started. Everybody started a party all night, all night. <laughs> so, um, so chills just went up my spine. <laughs> and 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 artist, if you want to, okay, it's a little cliche and a little bit. Uh, 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 if you want to get your song played on the radio, say, "Hey, Mr. DJ," make it, put the word <laughs> DJ anywhere in that song. It will get airplay more often than not. Continue with the story, Ashley Amber. So um, I was just singing to that song, and my dad actually switched off the radio. And I just kept singing because I was, you know, I'm I'm a little kid. I'm just in my own world. And um, about, you know, 30 seconds later, so he turned the radio back on, and I was in the same place as the song, and I was still in the same key. And he just was like, he looked looked in the, um, you know, the, 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 um, the rearview mirror and was like, did you know you could sing? And I was like, and I just went along with it. And honestly, I drove my family crazy after that. I remember having one of those, um, those Walkmans, the, the, um, the cassette players with those terrible flimsy headphones that are like little, those little black little things. And it has like the thin wire that, you know, shaped over your head like a headband. And I would just at the top of my lungs nobody else could hear what I was listening to and I would drive them crazy they would be like Ashley please just be quiet and I'm like nope I'm going to sing my TO2 and I'm going to sing along to my everything and you're going to love it (laughs) you better believe it there was a stage wherever you were you were on stage just singing for the people Uh, so how did how did your parents uh, shape that out of you what you so you already alluded to that you went to American Idol, but before that, there was a whole lot of singing to be done. Uh, were you singing in school? Were you doing anything in, in the classroom at, at school dances, talent shows, anything? Yeah, uh, I was I was doing all of the above. I would um, I sang in choir. My first uh, my first time in choir was in the the fourth grade. It was for fourth and fifth graders, and um, at the time, only fifth graders were allowed to do solos. And I remember getting my first solo in the fourth grade and everybody was jealous because they were <laughs> like, why did she get to sing a solo? She's not a fifth grader. She's a fourth grader. And um, so I sang in choir and I was always competitive and I sang. And when I got to middle school, I was in choir, but then I started singing the national anthem for the basketball games and for the football games. And then I was also um, doing talent shows. And then in high school, again, I was in choir and talent shows. I was singing the national anthem. I, you know, auditioned for American Idol when I was 17 and, um, you know, just performing and singing as much as I can for pep assemblies. I mean, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. 
So, and then uh, I had I moved on into a career of musical theater um, after high school and was performing all over for musical theater and doing shows like Rent and The Color Purple and Avenue Q and The Who's Tommy um, and just all kinds of stuff. And then led me into a different direction, which ultimately led me into where I'm at right now. So it's been quite a journey. I haven't just done one thing. I'm, I'm pretty well-rounded as far as performing and um, being able to perform lots of genres of music. So I'm very, very thankful for um, the way my career path has gone thus far. Ashley Amber, you're letting the people know that if you want to be anything, you've got to work at it. Uh, people that think, oh, she's an overnight success. No, she's been working since she was six. Ashley Amber yeah. had been, been a first annoying the family uh, with the singing, but then honing that craft and getting mm-hmm. on stage. And, and you gave us the highlights. You, you did things like Rent and, and musicals. I love musicals. Uh, you know, West Side oh. Story is my favorite. What's yours? Oh, What's your favorite? musical. Um, my favorite musical, oh my gosh, I don't know, um, I'm a bit biased because I've been in them, but my favorite musical that I've ever been in is Avenue Q. I played Gary Coleman, and it was a lot of fun. What is it about? <laughs> I've never heard of Avenue Q. Um, Avenue Q is from the same writers who did, um, The Book of Mormon, and so it was very cutting edge at the time, and it pushes a lot of issues about, I guess, like, sex and, um, like, uh, homosexuality and um, uh, just being more open about your, you know, uh, your sexual orientation just in general. So uh, it's a very funny musical. It's with puppets and with real people and the real people are miming along to the puppets and Gary Coleman is like the superintendent of this particular apartment complex and uh, it's always played by a black female. <laughs> and so it's it's just it's a really funny, it's a lot of fun, really lighthearted, lots of laughs, great music, um, musical. Yeah. It was done by because Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the South Park guys. Yeah, the South Park guys. Yes, it had to be hilarious. First, um, I got to yeah, see this. It, you should see it. It's a great musical. If it's in your area or um, you're traveling somewhere and it's there, I definitely recommend seeing the show. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I've heard great things about the Book of Mormon as well, but uh, you know. The, just uh, their humor. It's raunchy. All right. So, so parents yep. uh, and little ones, you know, watch out. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely uh, pop culture, so, so to speak. And I have a lot of South Park shirts. So I'm familiar with their humor. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. So, you, you man, well-rounded, well-rounded. And play, playing Gary Coleman, like Gary Coleman, the, the actor? Yeah, Gary Coleman, the actor. Um yeah, it was a lot of fun. I actually played him kind of hood, if that's what I call him. Okay. <laughs> I had, uh, like, baggy jeans and um oversized shirt and, like, a cap and um some, uh what are those shoes? Some Timberlands. I was, I was talking, I had a great time. If any, actually, if you Google my name, um, you can find some photos of me dressed up as, as Gary Coleman somewhere, somewhere on the internet. They are there. Um. <laughs> hey, the late great so, Gary Coleman. That man, he shaped yeah. my, he shaped my life growing up. Uh, Different Strokes yeah. was definitely a a part of my uh, of my history of my uh, uh, pop culture. And whenever he showed up in a movie, my goodness, he would it, it was just like a oh, it's Gary Coleman, check it out. You know, I know he had some some trouble as as life uh, progressed it, it, for him, but uh, 
definitely Gary Coleman. Hey, if you're going to play him in a musical, that what? Always played by a female? It, yeah, that's how the musical is written. Um, I mean, I'm sure maybe sometimes they they cast it however they can cast it, but but typically it's meant to be played by um, a black female. Uh, yeah. Ah, that Matt Stone and Trey Parker, those cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably really they probably want me to say it in the in the opposite order. It's Trey Parker and Matt Stone because <laughs> I, I I think they have a little ego problem there. And whenever um, I've seen them in in uh in interviews it's always you have to say it that way <laughs> oh, that's probably like a joke. <laughs> i suppose it is you know the, yeah. the l- last interview i saw I, I heard with uh trey parker and matt stone they said if it all ever fell apart we got the fishing poles in the in the trunk we, we'll just hey. <laughs> we'll go back to colorado and, and that's another thing is you have that uh influence from colorado because they're actually from uh, mm-hmm. a little town in colorado that's where you know, South Park, yeah, South Park is, yeah. is based. Yeah. So, I mean, was that the reason that they were doing that in Colorado or, or, or just, oh, it happened to be a coincidence? No, it just, it just happened to be a coincidence. It's a very popular musical and that, you know, the rights were released to it for regional theaters to be allowed to, you know, do the show. So, um, you know, one of the theater companies that was in, that's still in Colorado, um, jumped on it and did a production and it was a blast. It's so much fun. It's I don't get to play comedic roles very often, so it was a lot of fun to be able to do that. Yeah, and acting. Yeah. Okay, yes, you're a great singer, a great country singer. To put it in a smaller <laughs> box, but you're an actress as well. I mean, is that the acting that you've done? Is that the the extent of it? Or are you pursuing that further? Are you going out for auditions? Uh, you know, I guess. You're in Vegas now, right? Uh, yeah, I'm in Vegas, and then I'm also in Nashville a lot too. Obviously, right now, not at this time because of the current, you know, right. situation that the world is in. But um, yes, I do normally travel a lot, but right now I'm in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of opportunity in Vegas. I'm I'm not a gambler, but I love Las Vegas. You know, Circus Circus is probably my favorite casino, my favorite place to go, one of my favorite places to go in the world. I mean, it happened. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, just because of, of the circus. <laughs> yeah, of all places, you know, yeah. because it's it's you know, like I said, I'm not the gambler. I think I when I was 16, I oh, oh I might be incriminating myself. I put a, a quarter in a slot machine. That's the extent <laughs> of my gambling. I was 16 right. on a family trip to Vegas, and I've been through there on on I 40, and I every time I go go by, I got uh, I guess it's 15, the 15 from from Los Angeles. So, yeah, I mean, this, every time I go there, I have to stop and I have to at least take a look through the city or take a walk through uh, on the strip and, and see all the lights and see all the things. I mean, but you're, are you right in Vegas or are you just outside of it? Um, I'm just outside of Vegas. I live in the, basically the suburbs, um, about 15, 20 minutes away from the strip. So where I live, it's totally normal, domestic, very quiet, very peaceful, just every everyday life, which is what I love so much about it, because it's very quiet. And then you know, just fifteen minutes, you know, towards the strip, and you have all this nightlife um, when everything is open, and you know, things like that. It's, it's an amazing place. So many shows, so many great people from all over the world, and uh, always something to do in Vegas. Always. Well, when you broke out of high school in in uh, Colorado, I mean, did you go to college at all? Was there a backup plan? Or where did where did little Ashley Amber go after 
after high school was over? No, actually, I I hated school. <laughs> um, I I did not like school at all. I was I was kind of a. If there's anybody out there that remembers Bebe's kids? Um, <laughs> they don't die; they I, multiply. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look out! It's Bebe's kids. <laughs> um, so I was a bit of a troublemaker, um, especially in middle school. After you know my dad passed away, I you know I got in trouble a little bit, and then. Um, you know, found music and got into it and started to get back into sports and things like that. And, you know, I, I turned it around and, you know, graduated with a, you know, a, a good GPA and, um, you know, turned things around. But I just, I didn't like school. I just wanted to sing. I wanted to perform. And um, instead of going to college, I just decided to go more in music. And, um, you know, I, and then I've, I've just been doing it ever since. And uh, it hasn't always been easy. Uh, I did have to work, you know, other jobs. So, you know, I waited tables, um, you know, don't want to age myself, but for a decade um, <laughs> of my life, I have waited tables. I started young. It was basically my first job in, in high school. I was in high school when I started waiting tables for the first time. And, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, that, that's kind of what my, my life was. And um, I'm just, I'm very thankful for it. And it's, I've learned a lot. And again, because of that, because I didn't just pick one thing, I've been able to be versatile and, and have a lot of diversity within my performing. And I've sung at Catholic churches and I've done musical theater and I've sung in party bands and, you know, I, I, I sing country and I, I am known for a Whitney Houston tribute internationally. So, I mean, I, I you know, I'm just thankful to be a working performer and the more um, tricks you have in your basket or more tricks you can pull out of your hat, the more opportunity you have to work and to continue to work. Oh yeah, Ashley Amber, you got to hustle in, in this job. Yeah. You know, you can't just sit on your laurels and, and say, Oh, they'll call me. Uh, they'll call me right. to come sing for them. No, <laughs> you either have an agent, you know, some representation and that mm-hmm. comes with a price as well uh, to where you give them a little bit of, of a percentage and, so they can book for you. And I've had that before myself to where I've had them book me. But, you know, for the most part, I, I pr- promote myself and go out and get the jobs. I'm my own agent. Uh, what, I mean, where do you find yourself on that uh, end of the spectrum? Do you promote yourself or, or do you find that having an agent is a, a, a better option? Uh, well, you know, as a performer, it just depends on what you're doing, um, specifically for my my main performing job, which I've been doing and, and have been very fortunate to see the world, um, you have to have an agent. You, you can't you can't get booked without one. Um, so, you know, I do have an agent and they're very kind and they handle all of my travel arrangements, my hotel arrangements. And basically all I have to do is they give me the email and I just show up and, you know, and I do my job and, and they handle everything else, which is amazing. But, you know, some things you don't. and um, when I was more in Colorado and doing more musical theater, I didn't need an agent for that because I was able to just go to an open call and do that. But, you know, when you're in New York, you don't need an agent, but it does help to have one. And eventually, once you do get on Broadway, you end up getting an agent because then they help you get, you know, more work. So agents do have pros and cons. It, it just depends on what you're doing. But as an artist, like um, if you're going more of the pop route or, or more like radio or like what well, I'm doing like country like right now, an agent isn't really what you need to be more of a manager. A manager can um, open up doorways for you and get you connections and, and help you with things like that. And they're similar but different because a manager is 
a bit more personalized, whereas an agent tends to have a lot of acts under their belt. Um, whereas a manager, you tend to be their sole focus. Well, you've mentioned uh, Colorado, you've mentioned Nashville, and you've mentioned Vegas. I mean, what other places have experienced the Ashley Amber experience? Uh, I was in D.C. for a few years. Um, I, I wanted something new, and so I lived there for a few years, and I performed out there. And I've auditioned in New York uh, a few times. Um, and, yeah, so I've kind of been in a couple of different places. But as far as living, I've lived in Colorado, D.C., and Las Vegas. And then as far as visiting a lot, I visit a lot in Nashville right now because we spend a lot of time there, but I don't have a home there as of right now. Okay. Well, what's the... All right. All right. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm perused your, your autobiography. You've had several jobs, but you know, and, and me being in Miami, I've done a lot of weddings on boats, but you've actually worked on cruise ships. What's that all, all about? And how was that for you? Uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate. So um, what I've been very fortunate to do is I headline my own show, which is a celebration to the one and only Whitney Houston. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a fun show. I am myself. I'm a hundred percent, a hundred percent Ashley Amber. I am just, I'm celebrating her music and her prime, but I put my own twist on it. And, um, I've been to 70 countries and, um, I just finished a residency on board the most cutting edge and talked about ship in the world, which was the celebrity edge. They gave me a one year residency on board where I performed my show every single cruise. Um, so I've been very fortunate and it's allowed me again, 70 different countries, my house and all kinds of stuff. I'm very thankful oh. and do what I love and get to connect with people from all over the world. So it's, it's honestly one of the best performing gigs you could get. Really. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, I guess it's only second maybe to a, a residency in Vegas, you know? Yeah. Uh, to yeah. Where- you have a steady, yeah. a steady gig. Yeah, there's different levels. I mean, like next would be like a residency in Vegas, or up from a residency in Vegas would be like what I'm pursuing now is is in the process of getting a record deal and being able to sell at arenas or go on tour with Carrie Underwood or um, I don't know Kane Brown one day. So how amazing would that be? I mean, have you? Yeah. I mean, have you been t- able to to be to do concerts in front of large groups? I mean, how does that make uh, you feel? Yeah, well, I just want to go and you know, uh, sometimes people don't realize how many people are on cruises, but um, mm-hmm. you know, some ships hold you know ten thousand people. Um, that's including crew, but you're performing in front of you know three, four thousand people a night um, when you do do a show. So they're not um, they're not small venues. So I've been very fortunate to hone um, my craft and and get the opportunity to um, really develop as a as a performer not just a singer or an artist but a performer because they're completely different things you can be a great singer and a terrible performer um it's it's that's why the stars that's why you have beyonce and michael jackson and prince because they're equally talented singers as they are performers absolutely and and having a tribute to the late great whitney houston what a lofty goal to uh, <laughs> to strive for my goodness but to, to have a residency on a ship and, and to perform uh, you know over and over and over honing your craft that's like that's like having a practice but in front of people 
you have to be getting better and better and better every time you do these performances. It's exactly. Yeah. Amazing. What an amazing thing. Uh, yeah. You're giving people gems. If they want to be singers, <laughs> go sing, go do it. Go be okay. on American Idol. Go try out. I mean, how? Okay. Yeah. What was your experience with American Idol? I have to ask. <laughs> oh, American Idol. Um, I'm very thankful for the experience. Um, you know, I actually have a book about it. Um, you can find it at ashleyamber.com. Just remember Ashley again. It's S-H-L-I-E-Amber.com. And it's called How Getting Cut from American Idol Changed My Life. And it's just a short book about my experience, about the behind the scenes. Because I actually auditioned for the show four different times, four separate seasons, and a total of 10 auditions before I actually made it on the, the actual show in yeah. front of the celebrity judges and going to Hollywood. So a lot of people think you just kind of roll out of bed and like, hey, I'm going to audition for American Idol and yay, I'm going to be a star. But it's, it's a really long process and the people who do make it all the way to the finals or the top 12 or things like that and who win, it's been a year or, you know, 14, you know, 15 months of their life that they've been going through this process of pre-auditions before you get to the judges and then so much stuff before you even get to see the live episode. So it's, it's quite a journey and it's quite an experience and I'm very thankful to have been a part of it. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I got to experience it and that I got to be a part of the history that American Idol has left behind. And uh, yeah, I, I have some great friends that are from the season that I was on and we're also performing just in completely different ways. So, um, which is very cool. Ashley Amber, never give up, never surrender. What season were you on and who were the judges? Um, I had Randy Jackson, Steven Tyler and Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) And it was the 2012 season of American Idol, which I believe is season 11. Amazing. Um, Get your DVDs out. Look for she's out there. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I didn't get a ton of airtime. I, I barely got any, but no, I, um, I still got to be a part of the experience, which is very cool. I think by that time I was already into something else to where I couldn't watch Probably. so much. I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, I remember Kelly Clarkson. I remember, uh, you know, uh, 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 Ruben, you know, stuttered. I, I remember a few of them, you know, I even, uh, I remember Sanjay because, you know, because of the controversy uh, that he brought to the show, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> getting so many yeah. people to vote for him. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm so glad that you got the opportunity because I think that that made a lot of people realize whether they had it or they didn't have it. And and it, it, it sounds like it, it helped you to solidify that you had it and you have it. You still have it, Ashley Amber. I love it. Yeah, thank you. I think, you know, I think with shows like that, um, you know, for anybody who's listening to, you know, this podcast that you know, is a performer and an inspiring performer, you know, it's really great to go on shows like that and to get that experience because if you are one of the ones that are lucky enough to make it all the way and get that exposure, it's incredible. But just because you don't, it it doesn't mean anything. I mean, there's so many um, famous performers that didn't even make it to the judges. They didn't even make it past the preliminaries on American Idol, and they are extremely successful. I mean, you have Kobe Calais, you have the lead singer of Lady Antebellum, you have um, uh, Amber Riley, who plays Mercedes in, in Glee. I mean, these are all people that didn't even make it to the judges. Like, they didn't even get 
passed by the producers, um, I made it further than they did and look at their careers. So it's, it's, it, I, when it comes to singing and when it comes to performing, talent only gets you so far. It's, it's how hard you work. It's how smart you work. It's knowing the business. It's knowing how to market. It's knowing that, you know, Facebook and social media is important and the way you present yourself on stage is important. And just all of these other aspects are so important. So just go out there and just, and just do it and don't let anybody tell you no and just practice and keep practicing. And no matter how hard you work, no matter how good you are, there's always room for improvement. And there's, you know, there's always probably, there might be somebody who's better than you, but that doesn't matter. Um, because it's not just about talent. It's about so much more. What else do you have to table, bring to the table other than just being able to sing? Ashley Amber, that brings us to where we are around now. Yeah, you, you're in Vegas. You, you, go, you get out to, to Nashville from time to time. We're all pretty much quarantined. The whole entertainment business is, is on lockdown. Uh, all the bars and restaurants have closed. Uh, I don't get to DJ on the weekends like I usually do. My karaoke shows are done for. My weddings are <laughs> done for. I, I'm, you know, it's, it's kind of sad, but I do, uh, you know, uh, as a creator and, and you're probably doing it yourself, you just move your creative juices to something else, writing new songs, uh, you know, doing, doing different things. I, how are you letting your, your juices flow right about now as we're locked, locked up in the house? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking this time to really focus on my, my branding and my, my marketing and my, um, the business aspect of things. And, you know, I, you know, we decided we weren't, we were going to wait to release my second single, but um, because of all of this, we went ahead and decided to release another one because, you know, now is a time where people need music and they want new music because they're running out of things to do or new music to find. And, um, you know, I'm doing a live event this Thursday um, for my birthday and I'll be performing Almost Love, an acoustic version of that, as well as I will be performing for the very first time and premiering my brand new single, which is called My Revenge. And uh, so I've just been trying to make the most of my time and utilizing this as an opportunity to really hone in on my craft and my music and and this project and and building my brand and connecting with fans. And um, you know, reaching out to people and, and using it for that. Well, Ashley Amber, I give you uh, thanks in advance for giving a birthday present uh, from yourself to the world. Uh, yes, well, the people need too. to be entertained. And, and I know yeah. that a lot of artists are doing this, these lives, you know, throw, mm-hmm. uh, putting a little pay, PayPal or a Venmo at the bottom, you know, busking uh, for, for the most part. Are, are you playing any instruments or do you have anybody that's going to be backing you up? You say it's an, um, an instrumental? Yeah. So um, I have, um, uh, I've been, I'm very fortunate to have one of my best friends from high school, actually. We've known each other for over half of our lives, for a really, really long time. And um, we, uh, he is here and he is a guitarist and a very talented vocalist as well. So he is going to be playing guitar for me and singing um, some uh, backup vocals. And, um, I also have my um, other best friend who's here, and she's going to be singing some backup vocals as well. Well, we're all performers. We're all headliners on ships, and we're all um, just kind of hanging out. So, you know, they're going to come hang out with me as I get to um, share my original music with my fans and hopefully with some new listeners and uh, just have a good time and celebrate my birthday and celebrate, you know, isolation and 
you know, all the, all the things that come along with it. So just having fun. Uh, Ashley Amber, shout outs, please. Shout outs to the friends <laughs> that are helping you out on Thursday. Yeah, so a uh, shout out to my friend Catherine Williams and shout out to my friend Andrew Diesner. Um, for those of you, you can find them and you can find me um, through my social media, which everything is Ashley Amber, A-S-H-L-I-E, A-S-H-L-I-E, Amber. And that's, you can find me on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, all the things, Ashley Amber. Ashley yeah. Amber, you are well branded. I mean, I will put <laughs> put all the links in the show notes. I have your your website, and it definitely has all the links to the socials. Uh, and I'll put those in the show notes as well, so people know how to get a hold of you and, and book you as soon as this novel COVID nineteen coronavirus is done. <laughs> I need you need to be booked everywhere. Uh, it should be yeah. all, Ashley Amber all the time in your head. <laughs> get the posters, get the mugs, get the t shirts. <laughs> yes, do it, do it, do it, do it. And you can still book me at this time. I, you know, I just got booked for an online gig where I'm performing for a fundraiser, um, you know, um, through Zoom. So, I mean, people are still finding ways to bring live entertainment um, to people's um, living rooms and still, you know, do events and do charity things and, and still, you know, move forward, even though we are in this difficult time where the world is literally on hold. Well, the conspiracy theory is that uh, Zoom created this, and and they're getting they're reaping the rewards. No, I, 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 I no, I have to I have to look into that Zoom. I've been using Skype when I I do uh, podcasts from all over the world, but I, I guess I need to check out the Zoom because I'm I'm hearing good things. I'm hearing, uh, but uh, you know I get good audio from Skype. But hey, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, you know. Hey. <laughs> But I think uh, Zoom allows you to use multiple like people at the same time. It's a it's a platform where like five or six of you can be on a call all at the same time, more like meeting style type thing. Well, that's got to help the people that are working from home. And okay, yeah, yeah, are, are you still doing any Joe jobs? I know that that uh, you know uh, you, you did the the uh, serving the the waitressing. I know I did that when I was uh, struggling as I was coming in. Uh, into it you, it's a it's a easy it's a good way to make cash money on the daily you know so for those folks that think oh you know i want to be this but i'm doing this well you got to have money in your pocket <laughs> you had a good work ethic <laughs> uh, yeah you, you do actually no i'm i'm very fortunate because yes. uh my performing is my main job um i you know have a pretty decent social media following so you know i'm starting to get kickback from that as well as my whitney houston celebration has me booked a year and a half in advance working you know last year i was out of the country 10 months out of 12 you know performing all over the world so i perform full-time that's my job and that always been my dream is to be a 100% full-time working performer and and that's what I do and I'm, I'm very fortunate and although you know cruises are on hold and travel is on hold and the entertainment industry is on hold it's been heavily affected by all of this due to the large crowds crowds that um, performance draws um, but you know it, everything will bounce back and everything will be fine and um, we are looking out for each other and we're standing by each other. And, and, and fortunately the type of performing that I do is it's, it's very, it's very high up there. So I'm very thankful to be able to um, do what I love and get better at doing what I love every single day. And also 
make a great living while doing it. Oh, Ashley Amber. And I, I've been telling people on this podcast, and I want to reiterate, you know, for those people that have a venue and have an event that is planned, please don't cancel it, postpone it, you know, yeah. postpone that, that word means a lot to a performer. And, you know, that means that they'll have a job in the future. If you cancel it, that means that everybody loses all the people that, that were in, in the band and, and the roadies and, and all the people that were in, in support of that are out of, a, uh-huh. out of work, you know, please just postpone it till after this is done. All right, Ashley Amber, usually as you know, I'm, I'm thinking that we got a good idea of who you are Yeah. Uh, yeah. as we round this out. Usually I, I let people uh, do the last words for the people. It could be words that you live by, maybe something that you heard in the past or just something that you come up with at this moment in time. Ashley Amber, give the last words for the people. Uh, I would just say at this time for everybody who's listening, um, you know, this is a really strange time for the world and for a lot of people. And a lot of people are hurting and a lot of people are experiencing struggles that they've never experienced before. So be patient and be kind and, and be smart and remember that your actions affect other people. They don't just affect you. So remember that this is more it's more important now to not be selfish and to to think of others and to just spread love and I know that sounds cliche but that's what the world needs. We need love and we need smiles and we need to support the people that are on the front line that are fighting this pandemic and we need to do our job and stay home so that they can eventually stay home as well. And um yeah, so just be kind. That's all I can say. And that's what my motto is, is be kind. Well, there you have it, party people. Ashley Amber. Oh, my goodness. I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that good. She, if you see the pictures, and I encourage you right now to go to AshleyAmber.com. Go to the Ashley Amber. Just put Ashley Amber in your Googles, and you're going to see pictures of this person that's just flying out the screen. I know they're only 2Ds. They're photographs, okay? 2D photographs. And it looks like 3D. She's jumping out at you. She's coming at you. And I suspect that's how her shows are. Uh, man, I have yet. I have yet to have the honor to see an Ashley Amber show in person. But uh, I suspect that that will happen. I put it on the list. I put it on the bucket list. Go see an Ashley Amber show. And if you're in the vicinity, I encourage you, check out an Ashley Amber show, of course, after the COVID-19 coronavirus is done. Yes, we will be out there partying with the people, having a good time. Whitney Houston, yeah. Country singing, yeah. Oh, I believe that girl could do anything, anything she puts her mind to. I expect to see her in some acting jobs, too. I see that happening, you know, as, as her music career takes off. People are going to say, I'm going to make you a star, baby. A star. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley Amber, for being on the program, the What Makes You Famous program. All right. This time, it's when I talk to you. Yes, you, the loyal listener. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at RadioWhat.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace.
I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening this is keys dan and this is shelly g and you're listening to radio what.com radio what the music you want with some words to live by life's too short for long pity parties Get busy living or get busy dying. A public service message from RadioWhat.com. The music you want.